Welcome friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. For some of you, you're coming to Rome for the very first time in your whole life. You got transferred here. Uh, you took a job here. You're going to go to college here. Uh, other reasons. And so now you're in a new place, long ways from your home, and you got to figure out, how am I going to belong? Well, before we get into this series for this month, let me say this. The family of God is big. I'm going to say it again. The family of God is big. It doesn't care about language issues. It doesn't care about country divides. The family of God is grande. First Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possessions. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. First Peter 2.9. If you're watching via live stream or one of our streams, I want you to know as we start through this journey this month, you're going to go somewhere with us. We put a tree on the stage today. It don't normally sit there. <laughs> Because the guy we're going to talk about is a guy that is an obscure person in the Bible. One little portion of scripture is written about this guy, but probably has some of the greatest impact for us as the church of a whole lot of people. It's the story of Zacchaeus. Now, I used to, when I preached anything about Zacchaeus in America, I would used to make fun of that name. But since coming to Rome, I have learned many unusual names from the people that are the members of our church. So we won't go into what is your name. Because most of you don't tell me your real name. You tell me a portion of a made-up name and that you have made it so that I could even understand. When these American kids and American people come, they have these pretty much simple names. That's because we're simple in America. When you live in Africa or Sri Lanka or India or Malaysia or some other country, you get a very big name. Because you're smarter than all the rest of the people on the world. And you're able to handle big names. Well, Zacchaeus had an unusual name. But he shows to us his pursuit of belonging. The belonging to something. We're going to study him this month and this place of belonging. Because this is where amazing happens. I want amazing to happen in your life all the time. I want you to get up in the morning and say, this is going to be an amazing day. I want you to go to class and we say, this is going to be an amazing test. I'm going to do good. 
Hello, young adult college kids in the room. You don't want to go to class today and say, I'm going to flunk this test. Hello? You don't want to go into job this week at your office or your position and say, I'm going to get fired this week. Your idea is that you're going in there and you want it to be amazing. You want to enjoy it. You want to learn. You want to advance. So I felt like the best way for me to set the stage for this month is to read to you the story. And then we will use the tree. It comes from Luke's gospel, chapter 19. Verse number 1 is the beginning, and it goes through verse number 10. This month, you can read this portion of Scripture to keep, continue to keep yourself illuminated to what is happening with this guy. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. That's a sycamore fig tree if you didn't know that. Since Jesus was coming that way, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, Come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Now, I'm going to pause just for a second. If I came to probably everyone except for Ben, maybe Nasha, for sure Ernest, every one of you, and Jackie, every one of you would have a heart attack if I walked up to you today and said, I'm coming to your house right now. I'm, I'm just telling you. Those guys, I know they'd be okay. They're our leadership team. They better be okay. <laughs> but can you imagine? Here's this little dude, and he climbs up in a tree. And Jesus looks up, calls him by name, and tells him, come down immediately. Don't take your time. Get down here. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once, that's good to obey God, and welcomed him gladly. That's good too. You need to welcome Jesus. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, 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 here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. Today. Immediately. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. 
Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, this is what the story says. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was rich because he stole money, basically, is what happened. You want to know the whole truth and nothing but the truth? He took the money's tax money, but he took a little extra and made him wealthy. And the people didn't like tax collectors. On a side note, it's amazing to me why Jesus picked Matthew to be one of the 12. He was a tax collector. Remember, God knows who you are. God knows your past. He knows everything about you. He knows how much money you got, how much you stole, how much you've cheated from somebody. He knows. He knows everything. And so today, when you think about this guy, don't put yourself, well, I'm better than him. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. His sin was stealing. That was a sin. God knew that. As he walked by, he didn't look up and say, oh, there's the biggest sinner in the whole city. He didn't do that. Remember, all have sinned, all you thousands watching all over the world, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God doesn't just look at what our sin was here in this story. He looks at the man and sees the potential of something that was about to happen for him. Now, when you look at the person, Zacchaeus, you think, here's a wealthy man. Why did he want to see Jesus? Why? Today I'm hopefully going to give you that. I'm going to give you the answer to the big questions. The answers that simply say, we got to belong. How are you going to get to belong? Some of you that are new, some of the university students, some of the business friends, some of the diplomat people that are in the room today, how are you going to fit into a new place? Well, I hope you have figured out that in this house, we care about people. I hope that you have figured out in this house, we are family together. Do you hear what I just said? It doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter what country you've come from. We're going to try everything within our power to help you belong. If we got to get more translations, relation people, we'll get them. I want you to know you are welcomed in this house. Those kids over there are being loved on and cared for and spoken to about Zacchaeus and what's going to happen. Those teachers over there pray and they, they work hard to get ready for those kids every week. In our teenage department, that not know, they don't meet on the first Sunday. They always meet on the other Sundays. They're, Kate and that team over there, they love on our teenagers. In our women's department, Pastor Jen and her leadership team love on the ladies. 
You're always, ladies, I, I'm kind of ticked off a little bit about it, but she's always giving you guys gifts. Men, we don't give too many gifts. Ernest, let's get some more gifts from the men. Coonley, I want some more gifts. Men, we're going to get gifts this year. How about that? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, some of you are a little bit upset today because it's a little bit hotter than normal in this house. May I say to you, I don't see one of my friends from Africa waving anything. <laughs> Except for the ones that live in London. Because every time we have the air conditioning, only one of our air conditioning units is working today because of Ferragusto and all the Italian people that know how to do all this stuff have decided it's on holiday and now they've extended it because in America it's Labor Day, so we must have to extend another week. It's amazing what happens. So here's this guy Zacchaeus. He wants to figure out who Jesus is. He is not anticipating that Jesus is going to call him by name. He is not anticipating that he's going to climb down a tree. He's not anticipating that Jesus is showing up in his house today. I'm telling you, that never happened. But the one thing that did happen was he was determined that he was going to see Jesus. So here's my points for you today. Zacchaeus was not embraced by others. So if you've got a need to belong, you've got to figure out. Because of his wealth, because of his job, people didn't like the tax collector. Have you figured out that not everybody likes you? Nobody even likes to admit it, do you? Now listen, I know I'm old. And I figured out in 62 years of living, and most of you said, he ain't 62. That's what you were thinking, right? 62 years, I figured out not everybody likes you. Not everybody likes my preaching. Not everybody likes that I'm Italian. Not everybody likes the way I dress. Not everybody. I don't know why. Not everybody likes Pastor Jen. Ticks me off. She's too flashy. She's got cool hair. She wears a different outfit every week. All you have to do is be around her and look in her closet. Now, Zacchaeus must have had an issue. He must have had a lot of people say, I don't like you. He must have had people that were his neighbors say, I don't like you. He must have had people that was near him say, we don't like you. But I'll tell you this. Because of that feeling, you feel lonely. You feel isolated. You feel like nobody knows me. That's what people tell me when they come to, to Rome for the very first time. No one knows me. 
It's like where's our one young girl that's uh, Spanish? She already skipped out. Oh, there she is. She's all the way from Indiana. Indiana is this tiny little state in the middle of the Midwest, and I'm telling you, she's all by herself. She don't know anyone. All you Americans over there from Iowa, you better meet that girl today. You just got a massive group over there. You meet the girl from Indiana and don't make fun that she's from Indiana. But I'm telling you, when you first come into a totally new place, think, is anybody going to like me? Am I going to be accepted here? I have, different, I have different background. I speak different languages. And am I going to be welcomed? Are people going to like who I am? There has to be that place then that Zacchaeus had in his brain that, look, there, I know these people don't like me, but I got plenty of money, so I don't care. No, I don't think that was it. Because all the money in the world is not going to bring you happiness. All the money in the world will not bring you peace. All the money in the world will not bring you fulfillment. But Jesus will. Belonging does. Number two, Zacchaeus recognized his emptiness. He realized something was wrong with his life. He had all the money. Had a good job. It's not about having all the money and having a good job. It's about belonging. About feeling that way. You need to know. And the problem is the emptiness in one's life. There's this void. There's this emptiness. And something has to feel the emptiness in your life. Some people say, well, if I have more relationships, I'll get filled up. If I get more friends, then I'll feel more important. If I get a better job, if I get more education. I got people in this room that got multiple PhDs. And I'll guarantee if they stood up here right now, they'd say to you publicly, having more PhDs does not bring me satisfaction and fulfillment in my life. Has it helped me? Yes. But it was not the thing that brought me fulfillment in my life. Because what would happen is you'd continue to keep getting more degrees, more degrees, more degrees until you died. Having more education does not bring the fulfillment in your life. So Zacchaeus made up in his mind that this crowd that he had heard, this group of people that had said things about this man called Jesus, I'm going to figure it out. Is this really what I need? So Zacchaeus had to make an effort. He made the effort, so he took himself, a little short dude, and climbed up this tree. Now, get it out of your brain. I'm not even thinking about climbing this tree. Though if you were here a few years ago, I climbed a ladder and was way up there. But can you picture, here's this crowd of people, a whole lot more than you, and 
climbs this tree, and he's sitting up in this big tree. Do you see the kind of tree that it was? I put the picture of the kind of a sycamore fig tree, at least Wikipedia says it is. That's a tree about the size, about the style, about the kind that Zacchaeus would have climbed. Now, what in the world is a tree doing in the middle of a town? I have no idea. But he climbed that tree, and he's sitting up in there. He said, man, I'm going to get to see Jesus. I'm sure he's sitting there, his legs are hanging down, and nobody else can see him. He climbed up there, and all of a sudden, here's this big group of people, thousands of people walking by, and all of a sudden, Jesus out and looks up, hey, Zacchaeus! Now, I don't know about you, I would have fallen out of the tree right then. How did God know my name? How did he know I was in that tree? Did one of the disciples come and give him some intel? Did somebody scout it out and be able to tell that there's this guy named Zacchaeus nobody likes? He's in the tree. No. Jesus knows where you are all the time. Okay. You may not be a believer, but I'm telling you, Jesus knows where you are all the time. And to top it off, he knows your name. Now, if I was lonely today, I'd be saying, God knows my name. If I felt empty today, God knows my name. If I didn't feel valuable, God knows my name. God that created the world knows my name. He stops and says, Zacchaeus, come down. And the Bible says immediately. I would have fallen out of the tree because I'd been shocked. All y'all are just men and women of peace. You would have just gradually just gone on in there. But my style, I would have just, Wah! and I'd fallen right out of the tree. Pastor Jen would have got people to get ladders and graciously climb down the little tree so she, she looked good. I'll get kicked later for saying that. See, that moment, 2,000 years later, is our moment. That moment, Zacchaeus received mercy and love from Jesus that moment can you remember that moment in your life for those of you watching in China today do you remember for those of you watching in Nepal today do you remember those of you watching in Burkina Faso today do you remember that moment that Jesus came into your life, there was newness, there was peace, there was happiness. Something happened. There was a change. See, the Bible says before you were in your mother's womb, he formed you and planned your destiny to belong in his story. 
for your life. I'm glad I get to be a part of his story. Uh, there's a new song they're learning on Wednesday nights. I, I know who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I think, man, that guy's weird. You are valuable to God. God knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows your faults. He knows your failures. He knows your sins. And he still picks us. Because he loves us. And he formed us. Because he wants to have relationship with us. Even on your weaknesses. Your insecurities. He sees you. There's not one person in this room that's perfect. We all have faults and we have all failures. Which sometimes makes us feel insecure because of our mistakes. But there comes moments in our lives that we have to do something. Besides sit in a chair or watch on a live stream. Sometimes we've got to climb trees. Sometimes we've got to get ourselves and we've got to get up in the tree. We've got to make our effort to move towards God. And some of you today have been sitting around saying, when is it going to happen? I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Quit waiting and climb a tree. I should have got 200 and some amens on that. Some of you are saying, well, I'm just going to sit here, my real spiritual people. I'll just sit here, and God knows where I am. I'm going to hide out in my little cave. Bible stories. And I'll sit here, and when God really needs me, he'll say, hey, what are you doing in the cave? Don't you know <laughs> I got this under control? The effort of climbing a tree is not that big. Do you hear what I just said? Next week starts our new beginning classes for all the people that want to get involved and serve and do something this fall. Show up. Well, man, I got to get up early. You get up early to go to school. You get up early to go to work. Get up and go to class. 9.45. That's not that early. Most of you start work a whole lot before that. Miss Anna, what time do you go to work? 7.30. What time do you get up? 4 o'clock? 4 o'clock. She ain't 21. She's 22. Did I get myself out of that? Okay, thank you. You want to make something happen in your life? Make some action. Do something. And I'm telling you, if it's as simple as climbing a tree, climb the tree. See, when you pursue God, amazing things will happen. Get your eyes on Jesus. In this place of belonging, our contribution of love changes our perspective. You look at things totally different. 
When Jesus is calling your name, you're saying, oh, he knows me. It changes your whole view. You don't see all those people down there as people that don't like you. You're seeing that the king of kings likes you. You're seeing that the savior of the world likes you. You're seeing the potential that when you come down that tree and then you start giving out all of that he had to give out and all those people around him, you think those people that just got all their debt canceled sitting in that crowd that day were saying, oh, boo, this ain't good. You think all those guys sitting there saying, that guy owed me money and he said, I'm going to give it back to you four times. You think all those people said, oh, that's bad. That crowd instantly were saying some good things, but then others of them were saying some not so good things. Not everyone's going to say good things about you. There's going to be some mutterers. You won't make it. You won't get good grades. You won't be an achiever. You won't climb up the ladder of life. You're going to be this way the rest of your life. Well, I've got some answers for you today that will bring you out of this situation that you figure you are in right this moment. Our Bible verse says, but you are a chosen generation. You're a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood. That's who you are. The Peter that denied Jesus three times, he wrote this. A holy nation. God's special possession. I don't know if it's you. You can hate me. Jesus loves me. Did you get that? You can not like me. Jesus loves me. And you sitting in this room today, you've got to get that in your head. It doesn't matter how people view you. One thing I love about having time with our guys that are in the camps. You talk about having it rough. You think, you think about your life being tough? <laughs> you should hear the stories of the guys in the camps that we minister to. Now, they've had it tough. But they love Jesus. They're not afraid to talk about Jesus. They're not afraid to tell others about Jesus. <laughs> Because Jesus changed their life. Jesus rescued them. And I want you to know, church, I feel the same way about what happened in my life. Jesus rescued me. And he says, hey, I, I want you so that you can declare the praises of him. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what popular opinion says. It doesn't matter that I don't sit on a chair to try to tell you about Jesus. I'm here to declare to you God loves you and has a plan for your life. And he will climb a tree to get you or he'll call you out of the tree to get you because God loves you. So, wow. Man, you get loud. I'm Italian. He wants to step into your darkness, get you into the light. <laughs> See, once you were not a people, and now you are a people of God. 
once you had not received mercy, <laughs> now you've received mercy. It's that moment, that moment of salvation, that moment when you said, Jesus, come into my life. That's a wonderful moment. I love it when we do water baptism, and I, I, I have the band doing the kind of the same music at that time because I love it. Because it talks about Jesus changing you. Jesus, and it's fun and exciting. But maybe some of you today, even with all of that that I've said, are still doubting whether or not God really got a plan for your life. That God really loves you. See, this is a list that I'm about to give you of people in the Bible who perhaps may have thought they could not belong in God's story. Maybe you're sitting there today and saying, no, I can't be in God's story. I've made too many mistakes. I've messed up too many times. Listen, my friend. It doesn't matter how many sins you've had. It doesn't matter how many sins you've committed. It doesn't matter how many years you've been entrenched in sin. It doesn't matter what your addictions are. I want you to know God can change your life with one word. Zacchaeus! I woke you up now, didn't I? See, nobody's going to walk out of here today. Nobody's going to turn that uh, internet off today and say, that guy did not tell me the truth. God is about to call your name. And you're going to feel belonging like you've never felt belonging. When God himself wraps his arms around you and say, welcome to my family. Welcome to the priesthood. Welcome to royal living. Welcome to being valuable. Welcome to being precious. Welcome. That's God talking. Saying you are welcome in the family. Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair and was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Say, Pastor, where, where'd you get all them names? Where'd you get all them? They're in the Bible. Really? Those, those characteristics about those guys are in the Bible? And all of those people have been picked by God. All of those people were welcomed by God. Whew. Wait to the ending of this one. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. Don't give me your, your reason you can't do something because you're only 21. Huh. I mean, look at what happened with a lot of teenagers in the Bible. At 17, David killed a giant. 17. 
I don't care what age you are. You are valuable to God. David had an affair <laughs> and was a murderer. That's pretty bad sins. Elijah was suicidal. Really? Do your homework. It's in the Bible. Isaiah preached naked. What? It's in the Bible. He's saying, what? Because some people use all their reasons. I've done this. I've been like this. I'm this way. God can't accept me. These are pretty wild stories. And I'm just giving you the short version. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. One of the wealthiest guys on the planet lost everything he had. The ending of his story was he got more kids, got more land, got more wealth than he had ever had in his whole entire life by multiple times. Peter denied Christ three times. Not once, three times. The disciples fell asleep while praying. I can't pray, I fall asleep. God's own disciples. Martha worried about everything. Some of you are that way, you worry about everything. Everything bothers you. You're up at night because things bother you. Zacchaeus was too small, stole money, lied to people. Paul was too religious, and the best is Lazarus was dead. What? And all of those people and a whole lot more are written in this Bible? To tell us that God wants us to belong. Every one of these people's story, the ending is amazing. See, everyone has a beginning to a story. Everyone has a middle of a story. But everyone has an ending to a story. All I know is I don't know where it started. I don't know what has happened in the middle. But I do know one thing. That the God that saved me and brought me out of my sin, called me out of my tree, is the same God that's preparing a place for me in heaven. And I'm going to get to be there someday. Wow. I want to be in heaven. God loves you that much. He's going to prepare that place. I want you to know, my friend, in a moment, we're going to pray. You're going to come down out of that tree. As I was praying for this week, in the beginning of this series on belonging, this is just week one. Week one. We get five weeks of Zacchaeus. 
It's going to be amazing. You talk about this is amazing. This will be amazing this month. Because this is going to deal with you as where you're at and your friends at where they're at and how you're going to come out of those things. Some of you are going to get rid of stuff that has bothered you for a long time. Some of you are going to get rid of some habits. Some of you are going to get rid of negative thinking. Some of you are going to get rid of depression. Some of you are going to get rid of sickness. Some of you are going to get out of some stuff that you've been bothered with for a long time. You're going to get your eyes focused on the Jesus, the Savior of the world that's walking by your tree. And he's about to call your name. And all you got to do is get out of the tree. See, he wants you to belong to the family. Rick Pasquale wants you to belong to the family. Listen, I sold everything I had. Sold my house, sold my nice cars. Left my grandkids. Since we've been here, we've had three more grandbabies born. I left it. Just to show up and preach in a church. That's what I did all over the world. I didn't need to do that. God told me, Rick, come down out of the tree and go to Rome. Matter of fact, bring your wife with you. Because I got some people that need to hear that they're valuable in the kingdom. I got some people that need to hear that I love them. I got a plan for their life. I got some people that are going to hear from the very first time God's going to take care of them. And I want you to be that messenger. See, I was that Zacchaeus. I was that guy in the tree. Yes, I love God. I wasn't full of sin. I, I, I just was in the tree and everything was good. God came by my ways one day and said, Rick, come down. I got a new assignment for you. Some of you may be feeling bad that you've had to leave wherever your country is. You haven't learned to like pasta. You can't stand that the pizza's thin. There's not rice everywhere. I don't know. But get over it. We're here for a reason. You're precious in God's sight. And God believed enough in you for this moment to come to this city to proclaim the good news that people are a royal priesthood of God. And it's time for us to declare that to the world. I don't need to be a one-man person here. We can do it, church. I want you to belong. I want you to feel that this is your message. It's just not my message. You start telling your neighbor they're valuable. You start telling the people you go to school with they're precious in God's sight. You start doing that. You'll reach people that I can't even come close to. Tell them. Tell them that they're valuable to God. This church wants you to belong to the family. Church, we've worked hard for five years to get to this moment. 
but our best days are still in front of us. I'm not getting tired. I'm getting stronger. And I'm ready to take this city. I'm ready to take our world. I don't stand here and say, I'm going to take on another million people next year. Listen, my friend, if God can put that in my heart, then it's all up to God. I just have to be his ambassador, get myself out of a tree, and trust God. Pastor, you are so riled up. I'm ready for us to go. Let's go. Let's quit dinking around and let's move. Maybe we should turn the air conditioning off more. I feel good about right this moment. Say, you're all sweaty, Pastor. I'm going to hug on you in a minute. And I know this church. I know the people in this church. If you're new to this church, this people in this church, the people that God has entrusted Pastor Jen and I with, they will love on you. We don't have small groups and kick people out of this church. We don't have little cliques in this church. Everybody's important. Everybody's valuable. Everybody is wanted. I don't care what class of people you come from. I don't care what your background is. It doesn't matter what your title is. Everybody is welcome. Everybody. And I'm strong enough and bullheaded enough to make it happen. I'm going to brutalize it. You that are not Italian, that means you're strong and bullheaded. But I'm that with God. Because the Holy Spirit empowers me. Zacchaeus made some powerful declarations. This month, we will teach you a lot of things about him. But the ending of the day was Jesus showed up in his house. And everything changed. I'm telling you, if you let Jesus show up in your house... Everything will change for you. Everything. Your kids will change. Your marriage will change. Your life will change. Everything will change. It will all get better. I'm just telling you. Bow your heads, please. Today you've heard a word from the Lord, and I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. They're saying it live here in Rome right now with me because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day. Change me. Help me. I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm gonna pray a second prayer and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. God, you're a big God, and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God, 
Will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. If you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you and he has a plan for your life. And I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you and join us next week.